You're listening to the Platte River Bard. So thank you for joining us today. I have Michaela, uh, who is an actor in A Thousand Words, and Kate, who is the assistant director, Andy, who is the director, and Jill, who was the puppeteer for this play. So tell me, this was such a wonderful play. We absolutely loved it. How did this play come about? It was, it was a, a devised theater. Why, why was that decided on? How did you come up with devised theater? Well, so the we were looking for a project that could get a lot of students an opportunity to create something. And devised theater is a wonderful way to do it, you know, because you you really have to depend on the group to come up with the exact path forward. And you don't have a script, which is the the usual comfort, and you are actually working with actors, directors, designers, and other collaborators to, to try to piece something together. And so it seemed like a great opportunity to, to make something original and to remind ourselves that we don't just have to, you know, think about dead playwrights all the time. <laughs> we can actually come up with something on our own. It was wonderful. Have you ever done devised theater before? Or um, I'm a senior performance major, and I've never had this opportunity here at this school or really anywhere else. And Andy's right. I mean, it was a, one of the greatest opportunities because it was getting to come into a room every day with other people who had really never done this kind of work before and uh, put in our own stamp on the work. And we could really collaborate and come in together and see what worked and have a lot of trial and errors and everything. But with the script, there's a lot of comfortability that comes with that because, um, you know, the playwright gives you the ABCs of where the story's going to go and what needs to happen. But with this, I mean, we've been working since August. So we had all we spent a lot of time even just creating like what the narrative was going to be or who the characters were going to be. And it was a really great way to, you know, remember all the really ooey gooey parts about theater that we really, yeah. we have, like, we fell in love with in the beginning. So. So in your meetings, how did you decide that? Did you decide, like, the overall what you would like to do? Or were you deciding it scene by scene? Well, was, yeah, go ahead. We started um, with, we would follow uh, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey and just try to create a structure yeah. for it. We come into prompts where the students would be asked to either re, um, remember a memory or just tell a story. And it was pretty much an on-your-feet experience where everyone was, instead of just talking about it, we were actually doing it. So it was really just keeping all the creativity moving forward. Mm -hmm. And you were actually able to produce something within an hour and a, hour and 15-minute class okay. as opposed to just talking about what you are going to produce. Right. So it was a constant on-your-feet, fearless, just put-it-all-out-there experience, which really brought everybody close together because you're, you're just you're putting it all out there and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, oftentimes when we were going to into rehearsal, we would split up um, into groups, and Andy would take a group, and um, I would take another group, and uh, we would kind of like, okay, one group would take this idea and try to put up on its feet with the people that we split up with and get it to the best idea of a concept that we possibly could, and then the other group would do the same, and then we would come back together at the end of that class and show each other our work and then talk about what pieces of which were really strong and what we could develop and if we wanted to add it into the overall narrative after all of that. 
Wonderful. So why did you decide on puppets? That was actually <laughs> not the first idea of the show. <laughs> we really believed it was going to be everyone would sort of perform their life. So they would come in with personal photos and they would tell stories about it and we would weave those into a story or into a show. And we imagined it confessional, monologue heavy, but that just isn't the group of artists that we had. And, you know, one of the biggest traps you'll fall into in device theater is if you dictate where it's going to go, as opposed to creating content, creating content, creating as much narrative and story as you can, and then see where, where that takes you. And we have the puppeteer Jill with us as well. So how did that work out? You'd never done puppets before? Or is this, had you done done it before. <laughs> I've never done puppets specifically before. I've been a props master for a while, so I kind yeah. of started looking at puppets as just a highly spe specified prop, but the challenge with that is that we needed a prop of Grandpa who could support the show and make the audience fall in love and then carry the show as the narrator. So yes, I took a quick seven-month self-taught crash course on how wow. to make all of these puppets. And how do you do that? Do you just read books or go to um, YouTube? Or how do you, you learn that? The style of puppets that we use with the paper mache, um, it's easy to find a lot of soft puppet YouTube videos yeah. or um, marionette videos. So it's just a matter of finding a puppet that's moving in the way you want it to move and then mm -hmm. screenshotting their mechanisms <laughs> and really just kind of looking at where they put their pivot points. It's a lot of staring at like cardboard and springs and trying to figure out yeah. where you're going to start pulling the systems but yeah. it was just a lot of trial and error and um, a lot of dumb luck sometimes but it was amazing <laughs> it was a really amazing experience it really have. was yeah so Jill not only designed the puppets but she also fabricated them so um, it was a, a huge under undertaking <laughs> yeah the biggest challenge was the speed because the phrase that we always like to laugh at is, hey, do you know what would be fun? Because Andy will have an idea or the class will come up with an idea. So my job in the classroom was to be the fabricator and be able to produce props and things like that for the classroom yeah. setting. And then once it turned into puppets, it was fast and furious every waking hour of just trying to keep up because I didn't want to be the one that would prevent the scene from developing. So it was just, but the variety of stuff I got to make was just a dream come true. So wow. I really enjoyed it. That's wonderful. It was so interesting how the, the grandpa puppet moved. I think he was probably the most articulate, articulate, I guess. Articulate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the, he, was the, he was the most articulated one in the whole bunch. Yeah, and he was the one that came so with he the, was the hardest. pressure. Yeah. So yeah. to make a human puppet is, I feel like, even a level up from just, you know, we have our antelope puppets or, you know, any animals Mm -hmm. there's there's an acceptance to what an animal can be but when you're trying to have a human on stage right. that represents a human that we're all supposed to connect with and you're supposed to really feel for and with mm -hmm. that was um a lot of pressure so <laughs> and so why did you decide to have grandpa walk I mean was that was that always in the initial concept to have it be a walking puppet I think it always was it's kind of always been a go big or go home situation it's like if it's only on for 30 <laughs> seconds it gets just as much love as something that's out there for yeah. a minute and a half because maybe that's the far extreme as to how long things are out there but um yeah he was always going to be as realized as fully realized as we could possibly get him wow he was amazing a lot of and that is attributed to Matt and Phil yeah because they really helped me develop a puppet because I'm not a puppeteer I just make them so I can make it look good but they right. really help between Andy's expertise and them just working with whatever I gave them at that stage they really really it was it was a team effort in that respect and I've never seen a puppet that was quite presented that way you know with 
with people in you know being part of that puppet yeah they did a great so yeah so strings strings were out that was like not an option <laughs> right yes, yes. <laughs> or, i did ask at one point are we gonna do marionettes because we wanted to try a different style for every scene it's mm, just kind of nice to yeah to play with a variant you know this lends itself to being whatever style you want but then i said have you ever done marionettes and then we quickly realized that strings were just off limits <laughs> wow. added challenge we didn't need to get into <laughs> well and i loved the human interaction the the actors part of it as well you had your actors come in and boy they were busy behind the scenes and then some of them were busy on out in front of people and so i know michaela was one of those she was one of the first ones that i got to see yes you did a fantastic Thank job you. <laughs> so why did you guys decide to do the actors portion along with the puppets and have it not be you know just all puppets um, that actually came later in the process. Um, at first, it was creating these little vignettes and um, picking out what stories we're going to tell. But it came to a point. We also we had at some point like had dialogue. Um, some of the actors were speaking this dialogue or this Shakespearean text. But I think we realized that this human interaction was enough to showcase the humanity that we were putting on. And with the puppets, like with Grandpa being a puppet and not being a real person, there's this a real depth to him that I think maybe not um, all actors could get because the audience suddenly find themselves falling in love with this yeah. man who's not really a man, but yeah. he still has all the conventions and all the you know emotion and all the life experiences that a man does. Um, but in that sense, I think it's it allowed for us to go as far as we wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, with if it was only just just the actors in their in their actual human form on stage i think there's a certain um wall that we hit as with creativity especially when device theater but with this it allowed us to go in all directions at full speed no matter what we wanted to do which allowed us so much playroom in mm-hmm. the actual rehearsal so it made the experience i think that much more yeah yeah that much more of a learning plus it was just so fun to get to play with everyone and just run around and everything but yeah and you actually got to say the lines that you probably wrote so yeah, That's exciting. that was the, it's, <laughs> the script wasn't actually even finalized up until like a couple weeks or something before the tech rehearsal and opening night and everything. But I think that was just kind of the nature of the show. Um, we never wanted to settle. And there was times where we felt ourselves like speeding through moments. But when we touched back on it, I think we felt that we had we had to pay respect to grandpa and this character and this human that we created and telling his story and also the things that we were trying to tell the audience. And we felt like um, even if we were going to go up to the final minute, we needed to, it was worth it because we were telling such a magnificent and grandiose story and he deserved that time. And I think that that story is always, (laughs) it's such a wonderful story. The, you know, the fool's journey or the hero's journey, Mm -hmm. um, such a wonderful story. And you guys told it so well. And I'm wondering from a director's standpoint then, so you're directing puppets and people. How did that go? How was that different than, than directing just people? Uh, well, I've had the pleasure of working with puppets a lot over the years, and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they can just do things that, that people can't do. Um, but then on the other side, people can do things that the puppets can't do. Yeah. And so if you can figure out how to m- make that make those two mesh together, you can have something that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that how we split who was going to be a puppet and who who would be people, I, I think ultimately I'm really happy with how that all shook out, even though I'm not exactly sure 
when or how all that shook <laughs> yeah. out. So I don't think we ever wanted to hide the fact. I mean, it was a puppet show. And yeah. We didn't yeah. want to hide any of the craft, including the puppeteers. Right. And mixing them didn't really, it w- didn't go against anything we were trying to say. We weren't trying to fool anybody. Like, yeah. They're definitely puppets. No, I loved, I loved the integration. I thought it was really fantastic. And even, you know, Grandpa walking, at first you're like, I've never seen a, sh- a, a puppet show like this. I've never seen a puppet walk like this. And then after a while, you're like, you don't even notice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, what's happening behind. You did such a good job with the lights and all of that. So that the black in the background, you didn't even notice it. It was, it was really an, just an amazing show. People do not, it's, it's hard to describe. Like you don't, you don't want someone to, to miss it, but you can't really explain it either because it's, it's such an interesting and different show. So, yeah. Um, so what are your next projects? You guys have projects on the on the horizon, or do you all kind of work together in the same on the same projects and go to the next project the same, or how does that work? Um, well, we were uh, the casting process for this show particularly was back in like April, um, so we didn't even start rehearsals up until August. And originally, we only had six actors in it, but we added Matt and Phil <laughs> for Grandpa, which was the most incredible add-on. But yeah. I after this show closes. Um, oh, it makes me sad even saying that. <laughs> After this show closes, um, I'll be, I'm going to be working on um, one of the faculty here. His name's Ian Borden. He participates in the new Spanish plays convention that happens in El Paso, Texas. So I'm going to be working with him and doing that, which is a whole different side of theater that I've been used to the past six months. So <laughs> I'm accessing another part of my brain when I get there. But that'll be, yeah, I'm really excited That's for that. Exciting. Mm-hmm. And you're a senior this yes. year. Yes, yeah, I'm on the home stretch. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And what are your plans after that? After this, um, oh, and when I graduate, which won't be until August, I'm hoping to go out to L.A., actually, and just start my work there with all the colleagues that I've um, built over the past years that I've been here and hopefully just do this for the rest of my life, you know, create with really cool people. (laughs) Yeah. So you've always known. Yeah. Yeah, I have. (laughs) There's always been a little theater nerd inside me, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And so is that the same for you as well? Are you an instructor or you're, Mm -hmm. so you'll be here. Right. Right. I'm on faculty here and I'm artistic director of the rep. And so right now I'm in the throes of trying to finalize the season for next year and trying to navigate the, uh, political waters Mm. and select a season that works for all the various stakeholders and so it's a challenge but um, I'm excited about where we're heading for next season. So So that's gosh that's quite a bit I mean those are quite a few shows you guys have a really Mm -hmm. big season. Yeah and uh, and I'm about ready to also turn my attention to this Our Town project, which Kate is probably going to hit on, so I'll let her do that. Okay, yeah, Kate. <laughs> um, so I'm also a senior theater performance major. This was my first time ever directing. And oh, wow. So I'm usually on the other side of the stage. Um, so my next projects, I'm an actor, and so I will be um, playing Emily Webb in the Our Town workshop oh. that's coming up here really soon. Um, yeah, the, the, the workshop is actually... Um, so. Uh, we have a composer who's creating a new score that will um, serve our town. And so we're workshopping that music. And uh, Johnny Dinklage, who is the concertmaster for Hamilton on Broadway, is doing the orchestrations for it. So Johnny Dinklage and then a bunch of other musicians from different Broadway shows are coming to play the score and workshop the show. Oh, wow. And then next year after we 
that will be in our season next year. That's not a secret. Oh. <laughs> that and we'll do we'll produce the full show with the new score. So yeah, wow. and then uh, yeah, no, it's so I'm so excited to yeah. just get started on another thing because I can't believe I'm so sad that my job in this production is pretty much done now yeah. I pretty much just get to enjoy it right. um but I, get, I do get to get started on some other things which is exciting too and it's, I'm also a senior and I'm graduating in May so it's I'm like head straight down to graduation which is crazy and um after our town or kind of in between our town um theatrics the student uh run company here is doing uh, constellations and I it was cast in constellations as well so I will be finishing out my entirety of my UNL career with that. Wow. And then right afterward is like two weeks later, I graduate. It's crazy. So I'm just kind of like funneling right down toward that. That's, that's what I, that's what I have next. So. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. Good luck to both, to all of you, really. <laughs> <laughs> you have some fun, exciting things after your senior year. And Jill, you're, you've got some other projects on the horizon, right? I do. I have <laughs> currently got me out of tech for an opera over at the School of Music that is oh. currently opening. It's going to be opening this weekend. Um, I'm part of the production staff over there, and um, currently I'm doing props for them. And then wow. I'm a third year master's uh, scenic designer. Yeah, I was going to say you were a so master's, right? Yeah. I'm close to graduating too. Yay! Yay. <laughs> um, and I'm local. I'll go back to the opera program, and there's always going to be puppet schemes and dreams happening. So well, that's this great. has just been a career changing um, experience and yeah. directional experience, like change. So. I mean, how neat it would be for UNL to offer some kind of puppeteer class or workshop. Yeah, I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, I you, you guys have started something really <laughs> wonderful here, so it'd be great if you could do something like that. Yes, that would be an amazing opportunity. Well, I just really appreciate all of you guys' time so much. I We really just respect everything that you guys have put together in this production. It's an amazing production. Well, thank you. And thank you. we loved it. So thank oh, you thank so you much so for much. your time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs>